Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to episode 113 of the Retire With Confidence podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Jim. And Jim has a haircut. Yeah. Right? I think you lost more hair than I did, though. <laughs> <laughs> so this will give you incent- people incentive to watch watch on YouTube rather than just <laughs> listening so right. and see Jim's haircut. See what we're talking about here. Yeah, looking good. <laughs> uh, so who would you pick to win March oh, Madness? Oh, man. It's been brutal. I actually had Illinois, and they're gone. My son had uh, Oklahoma State, and they just got bounced last night. Why? Why did he pick them? Uh, he's trying to do something different, I guess. Okay. But for a while, he was looking pretty smart because all his top seeds are getting knocked off. I actually thought that Illinois was going to win the whole thing as well. Yeah. But I picked Michigan to beat Illinois in the finals. Oh, uh, okay. Because you, you know. got to right. I mean. Yeah. But you know, when I fill out the bracket, I always fill it out like a Big Ten slappy. So I have all, I had like Wisconsin beating yeah, Baylor. Purdue. <laughs> I had Purdue in the final four. Yeah. It was Michigan, Purdue, Iowa, Illinois. Yeah. And Michigan and Illinois in the finals. Now all those teams are out. It's <laughs> crazy. Michigan's still in. Yeah. So I'll be at the game tonight. But, um, you know, the way the Big Ten has been going, Rutgers, I thought they were going to win last yeah. night. They lost. They let it slip away. And literally, it's Michigan, Iowa, and Maryland today yeah and that's it and I usually look at the sweet 16 and you'll see there's you know three or four big 10 teams in there mm-hmm. and feel like that's a solid representation mm-hmm. I mean it's I mean Michigan could easily be upset tonight by right. LSU yeah definitely. Maryland is a 10 seed they're already overachieving mm-hmm. Iowa you know they're looking good mm-hmm. but you know there's a probability that there's no more big yeah. 10 teams left after tonight. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. It looks so promising. It's like you said, I think a lot of people had Ohio State and yeah. Purdue and teams like that going far and all they're gone. gone. All, all gone. gone. And Oral Roberts know, was the play. So Oral Roberts, they're in the Sweet 16. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Sister Jean's back. Yeah. Remember 2018, we played Sister Jean <laughs> in the Final Four. Yep. And then uh, we took care of business and then lost to. Uh, uh, that was not that was not the Louisville game. That was the uh, Villano- Villanova game. Yeah, Villanova. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, another fun fact: since 2013, no one has more wins than Michigan. Ah. In the tournament, turned no it into one. a basketball school. That's right. <laughs> it's quite quite an interesting stat. Yeah, for sure. All right. So today, what are we talking about? This is episode 113. Mm-hmm. And we've done this topic before. Yeah. But due to high demand, <laughs> right? It was—it's nothing we haven't talked about before. Everybody who comes in the office hears us talk about it. But it was just an interesting uh, headline that caught our attention. It said sixty-five uh, percent of the people surveyed had no idea how much money they spent last month. It seemed to be an alarming statistic that was uh, maybe even a little higher than I expected. Yeah, I guess I guess the number st- stands out there. Um, in my own personal experience, you know. It's 99% though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, okay. A lot of I times mean, that can be the case. Every single <laughs> meeting that we have with someone new, okay, mm-hmm. we say, so what do, you, what do you spend each month? And what do they say? <laughs> well, let me think. If I add up the DTE, the car, oh. right. the, they try to piece it together on yeah. the spot. And right. 
What, right. the, the thing that comes true every single time somebody does that, does that is they dramatically underestimate how much they spend. Right. So they could be making hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Right. And, and they come up with like $800 a month right. that they are spending each month. Right. And it's always DTE is the first one that they think of. Yeah. Right. So either that's the first bill they pay each month or that's the one that they hate the most. Right. I don't yeah. know. It's hard to say. <laughs> but DTE is top of mind. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, some people have consumers and DTE. Yeah. There you go. Double whammy. Mm hmm. Yep. So the, the answer said, uh, the article said that 65% have no idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one thing that's interesting though is there's, it depends on how old you are, right? Mm -hmm. to, if that's true or not. Yeah, that, that was one of the things that was really interesting to come out of it is that, you know, through the, the age groups that they surveyed through here, it was like 44%, uh, I think, of the, the baby boomers knew how much they spent. At the, at the high end, right? But then you go to the Gen Z, the younger end of the, the spectrum, and only 20, was it 22, 23% knew how much they spent. So there really was a direct correlation to uh, age. And now you're a boomer, right? <laughs> I feel like it most <laughs> days, yeah. So Jim, you'd be in the Gen X, right? Yeah. So 34% of Gen, Gen X uh, knows how much they spend. Yeah. So are you one of those? Yeah, okay. I am definitely. I think Practice I have a good sense. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I have a good sense of it. We talk a lot about expense tracking, and I and I and I do it every month, and I think it is uh, it's very beneficial. Yeah, personally, I feel like a Gen Xer, mm -hmm. right? I think that you know, nineteen seventy nine is right on the edge mm -hmm. of Gen X or millennial. Okay, mm -hmm. um, I feel like I can understand. Millennials mm -hmm. and Gen Xers, right? Yeah, and see both ways. But there's a new name they came up with, um, Xennial, oh. for people that are like right where I toe the line. Yeah, yeah, right on the line. Okay, but I, I'd say Gen X, right? Thirty-four percent for myself, and in my experience, uh, zero percent know how much they spend. <laughs> so why do, why do you think it is a direct correlation to age? Do you think that younger generations aren't educated like they were back in the day? Or do you have another reason why you think that is? I feel like the Gen Zs and Millennials have all the apps and everything in their pocket. So they have the, it's definitely easy enough for them to do it, mm -hmm. but I don't think they care. Yeah. When you're older and you're actually saying, hey, retirement is, not that far away, mm -hmm. people start to take more of an interest, yeah. right? Take it, you know, look at it more carefully. Right. But I could be wrong. No, I kind of agree with that. I was thinking along those same lines, it's just the experience, right? The longer you've been at it, at the game, right? The longer you've been trying to make it, uh, you're just kind of forced to pay more attention to it and then you mm -hmm. start to realize the importance of it. That's true too. But that, but that is a really good point. I think Nowadays, it's so easy to spend money, right? Click, click my phone or, you know, it's not even necessarily swipe the credit card anymore. It's, you know, Venmo. Just in two seconds, I can send anybody, you know, a hundred bucks. I love Venmo. <laughs> it is kind of handy, I isn't it? I love it. <laughs> it's the best. But it's gotten very easy to spend money. All right, here's another headline. One third of Americans say they regret how much they spent. Yeah. That's me. I'm one third. Yeah. I'm part of one third. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a lot of us, right? So I think you can look at what you spent and mm -hmm. get upset about it or, or whatever. But I always tell people, I don't care where you spent your money, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's on your house or on vacation or on your kids, right? I don't care. Right. I just want to know how much. Yeah, you just need right? to know the number. So this is 
okay, if we look carefully at the words, they regret how much they spent. Mm -hmm. So that means that they know how much. Yeah, so those, that's the group that tracks yeah. their expenses, right? So everyone who tracks regrets it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. But I think it also the article also pointed out that a big reason that people don't track expenses is because um, they, they, they know it's not going to look good, you know? They don't want to have to think about how much they're spending, right? And so I think it's, it's a similar uh, situation, right, from the people who actually look at it and spend too much versus the people that ignore it intentionally because they don't want to know. Because they don't want to know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's one group of people, and it's not broken down by age here, but uh, we were on the Ramsey SmartVestor Pro program, mm -hmm. right? And we have a lot of people who came from the Ramsey mm -hmm. mindset. The people that follow Dave are the people that track, mm -hmm. and they're the ones that stay within the mm -hmm. budget. Yeah. Right? They know how much they're spending and they choose not to spend mm -hmm. on silly stuff. Yeah. And it's just remarkable how we see this mindset with these people. Mm -hmm. I love it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter how old they are, right? Young people, old people. Right. right. It's just the people that committed to take control of their situation. Yeah. They track it and they know where they're at and they, they are, they're very responsible with it. This other, this other reference is that Americans overspend by an average of 7,500 per year. Yeah. But if you're tracking, right, it's, you know, you can figure that out and then change your behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, that's a bigger number than you think, especially when you break it down monthly and say that's over 600 bucks a month that people feel like they're just wasting and blowing, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's probably true, right? When you look at how easy it is to add up uh, those little extras, that, that number probably seems right on spot on to me. And then 35% of people report missing a bill. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, are they missing their mortgage payment or <laughs> the credit card payment? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's, it's, you know, especially in a day and age where so much of it's automated. Uh, but I think that just goes to the point that people just aren't paying enough attention, you know, whether it's to the budget or just the finances in general, right? The fact that they just completely miss a bill. Yeah, I have my bank send out the bills, you know, each month. Mm -hmm. And I, I, th I find that it's really difficult to miss something using that. Mm -hmm. And then I, I use the credit card, right? Yeah. For discretionary purchases. And I have that on auto, auto pay. Mm -hmm. So I think if people take advantage of auto pay, but mm -hmm. I think people are fearful of auto pay mm -hmm. because they're worried that They'll be charged for something that was yeah. illegitimate. Or what if they didn't have enough in the account when the bill was due or something? Yeah. 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 The other thing about automating, though, it's the same, a little different, but same idea is all these subscriptions that are automated now, right? They just show up on your credit card every month at Disney Plus, Netflix, and, you know, YouTube TV. I know. I know you can't Netflix when you sign up for Disney Plus, right? I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm lifestyle creeping. I'm actually got both at the moment. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Cobra Kai made me pushed me over the top. Yep, that's but, a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, you know, I, I, I added Hulu now. Oh gosh, see, there's another one, right? So I went through the other day and I looked and I was like, man, I'm not doing using this, this, or this. Cancel three different subscriptions that totaled like you know sixty bucks a month. You know, there you go. Um, so I think it's important to you know yeah. revisit and review those things from time. You've got to time. look at the credit card statement each month, right? Yeah. Don't just Keep it on auto pay and ignore it, right? Yeah, right. Um, what was I going to say uh, with 
spending each month. Uh, we're using our expense tracking spreadsheet, mm -hmm. right? That's the big takeaway from yep. this, is that the people who fill that out, they, they understand, like the Dave Ramsey people, they understand where the money's going, mm -hmm. they understand how much is going out, yep. and it allows us to work with them to understand what they'll need in the future. Because we're planners, right? Yeah. So we want to take your behaviors f today and extrapolate that into the future. You know, no one wants to retire to a lesser lifestyle, mm -hmm. but we have to know what the lifestyle is right. in order to project into the future. Yeah, I feel like that we've said it a million times, but the uh, expenses is really one of the biggest variables in the financial plans that we do. Um, so the ones that know it, those plans, I feel much more, you know, going to be much more accurate and we're going to have a lot more confidence in them. I think, well, I'll say there's something else that I think is a big takeaway for me. Um, and, and this kind of alluded to it, but anytime you're doing budgeting, you're tracking, expense tracking, whatever, um, it, it's not, it's not a, something that is restrictive, right? It's not something that says you can or can't do this, but it's, it's a very freeing thing, actually. I think that was one of the things that when I started religiously expense tracking that I took away from it is the freedom that you have now knowing that you can spend here, you can spend there, you know there's going to be enough, you know you're not overspending, right? It just gives you a real peace of mind when you have more uh, knowledge and comfort around that situation. I have a question for you that we didn't prep with, so just okay. answer honestly, okay? <laughs> okay. Any answers, okay. Do you balance your checkbook each month? <laughs> I do not do that anymore, no. A financial planner <laughs> who does not balance their checkbook, what's wrong with you? Uh, it's, it's all okay. Online. I don't do it's it either. It's all online. I, just, I don't do it either. I do look at my statement often. I look at my credit card statement often. I look at my bank statement often just to make sure I see what's going in, like, what's going out. Like once a week, every few days kind of deal? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. I do the same thing. So I realized a long time ago, I was using um, Microsoft Money. They mm. don't make that anymore. <laughs> this is like many years ago. Yeah. Spending like an insane amount of time balancing every penny mm -hmm. and I, it was impossible to figure out yeah. you know there's always something that you're like what was that and something didn't get cash it's like or two whatever. bucks right yeah. or like 50 cents <laughs> you know you can't figure it out and you spend so much time trying to reconcile yeah and and so i just said screw it i'm out right mm -hmm. like i'm done mm -hmm. i'm not going to use it anymore and i i said in, instead i'm going to keep extra money in the checking account Mm -hmm. In case, you know, something goes wrong right. with a check that I wrote, uh, something that, you know, something that goes wrong, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep extra money in the checking account. I realized that not everyone can do that, but it worked for me, okay? Mm -hmm. And then I would just look at that minimum amount every month once all the bills are paid mm -hmm. and know any amount above that is extra. Mm -hmm. And then I could put that into the investments, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Transfer that over. Mm -hmm. So I haven't used a checkbook register or or Microsoft Money in like over ten years, mm -hmm. maybe like fifteen years. Yeah. So it's I'm airing the dirty laundry here. Yeah, okay? I know. Now, of course, with the business, everything's in QuickBooks. It must be down to the penny every month. Mm -hmm. Okay. But for the personal, that's how I do it. Yeah. And and I think and in my mind, I think that's okay, right? And that's where I really attached to expense tracking rather than that yeah. budgeting. I don't yeah. want to have an app out every time I buy a you know tropical smoothie or something and log 
that Make sure that it. you say no extra sugar. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. It makes a difference. Because it'll be like an extra 400 calories yeah. and you know, 50 grams of sugar right. that you don't need. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, that expense tracking still gives me the chance to review it at the end of the month, but without kind of the tedious day-to-day, you know, hour-by-hour tracking of it. I'm going to come back to the smoothie thing, okay? Okay. <laughs> you go to the smoothie shop because it's, it's healthy, right? You think you're going... Yeah. It's a good choice, you're thinking to yourself. Yeah. And then they dump a cup of sugar in there, <laughs> and you just, <laughs> you know, you take one step forward and two steps back. It's yeah. a bad idea. <laughs> that is true. All right, so keep that in mind. I will. All of you keep that in mind, too. <laughs> well, All right. I feel like we're segueing into our next podcast about healthy uh, Should we choices. do uh, Healthy Old Wealth next? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> let's, let's redo that, yeah. We, yeah, we did uh, acupuncture a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, there you go. Right? I forgot to tie that into Healthy Old Wealth from episode two. Oh, okay. I believe it was episode two. That was the panel that we had with Dr. Stacy and Ben and... Uh, um, forget her name at the moment. But anyway, uh, healthy old wealth, right? Mm-hmm. That's an important topic. So I think the last part here is, uh, no, we actually we covered all of it except for confidence. So people that, mm-hmm. it says specifically, people who track their expenses feel more confident. Yep. Which allows them to retire with confidence, uh, right? There you go, yeah. I mean, you thought that I mean, we could have wrote this article. Uh, we know? could have. I feel like I, yeah, I feel like we we speak at most every meeting we're at, but yeah, it's important stuff. That's right. So we believe by providing the education and guidance, in this case, we're guiding you to track your expenses, mm-hmm. and we're educating you and tell you why it's important. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're providing the education and guidance, and we're trying to inspire you. Right. We're we're doing as we're doing everything we can to try and inspire you to make those good decisions, and then the end result is. Retire with confidence. That's right. <laughs> so let's have the big finish here. Okay. <laughs> so if you're looking for a second opinion and you have over 500000 that you're looking to invest. You can find us at peakwm.com. And you can even book an appointment there. That's right. You can download our expense tracking sheet if you like yes. what we're talking about with expense tracking. Peakwm.com backslash expenses. expenses. Mm-hmm. And what else can they do at the website? They can watch our podcast. Yeah. Lots of fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. So we look forward to speaking with you if you're looking for a second opinion. You've been listening to certified financial planner, Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary, Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.